Right. We're all good. Tonight on Rock <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> Tonight on Rock Don't lie to the listeners, Mike. <laughs> everything, oh. everything is fine. I'll lie to them. Fine. And he's not here. Someone had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> feels feels right. Feels like home. <laughs> I've been able to talk too freely lately. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue leader, all wings report in. Rogue seven, standing by. Rogue nine, standing by. Rogue three, standing by. On Rogue Padron, shootout at the Blob Corral. Yeehaw! Nanny McThreepio and Han Solo idea guy. <laughs> he truly is the idea guy. Truly. Hello, listeners. Welcome to a very on time season 21, <laughs> mission three, episode 167 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we'll be discussing Jedi Academy Trilogy Book 1, Jedi Search, Chapters 9 through 11. But before that, here's a quick reminder of your hosts. If Saf, Rogue 7, was a Sailor Scout from Sailor Moon, she would be Sailor Venus because she has a cat sidekick that annoys her all the time but is too cute to get rid of. I love Sailor Venus so much. Um, I cosplayed her once. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Ash Rogue Nine would be Sailor Saturn because they're a quiet alternative kid that can murder you with tools. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Rogue Six, who is unfortunately still away and not helping us with the episodes, (laughs) would be Sailor Mercury. I think you could tell. I think everything's going so well because... I hope Danny eventually listens to this episode. Oh, I'm sure they will. We have gone in the space of three episodes from like, Danny's gone, but we've got this to, it is really unfortunate that Danny's not here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would be a struggle bus. (laughs) Danny would be Sailor Mercury because they're too smart for this shit, but too awkward to get out. I (laughs) how Danny feels about Rogue Padre, I bet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love Sailor Mercury so much. Heath Rogue 3 would be Tuxedo Mask because he shows up, throws a couple, that's what she said, jokes, and dips, but everybody <laughs> thinks he's the hero. My job here is done. <laughs> but you didn't, do, you didn't anything. do anything. But you didn't do the reading. I don't know the reference, but it sounds right. Can someone please make that? Tom, Yeah, I know you will make that meme. Tom, Thank you. Please make that meme. Thanks. Um, and I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be Sailor Pluto because I'm brown and just ready to die, but everyone keeps fucking up and I gotta fix it. I also love Sailor Pluto. I, you know, I love them all. I'm just saying I love them. I love every single one of them. 
Oh. Uh, speaking uh, of, uh, speaking of, every, I don't has know. Everybody gone? Has everybody participated? <laughs> yeah, we could. We could. I, have we could. A, I don't know how to transition sigh. this. I don't know how to transition <laughs> this. Speaking of a pained sigh, I have a question about Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. It's true. Yeah. So there was apparently Kenobi news that I don't know anything about. Because it was I'm Kenobi not a- news. <laughs> There was. So, so I'm curious. What do you? What is your best guess of what the Kenobi news was? Um, <laughs> this is a good, wrong answer. Wrong answer. Also, going to be okay. our listener question. <laughs> yes, wrong, this is going to be a listener wrong, question. Wrong, um, wrong answer. So okay. No, my my answer, my legitimate <laughs> answer that I think is gonna is gonna be the news is that they announced it. It's actually gonna be a rom com between Obi Wan and Anakin's Force Ghost. Wait, no, he's not a Force Ghost. He's not dead yet. Extremely His Force Ghost from the future has come back. Um, and that's why you've hated. Hang on, <laughs> Anakin's Force Ghost has time traveled. Yeah, back. to romance Obi Wan. Yeah, I feel now like Obi Wan would accept it. I feel like the world it. between worlds. <laughs> it's the world between worlds. Yeah, Anakin. That's what they built worlds. the world between worlds. Yeah, no, came back, no. and now it's a rom com no. between Force Ghost Anakin and Obi Wan. No. That's what I, I think. I think the um the the. It was a casting announcement that we're gonna get Satine, but instead of just Satine, it's gonna be she's gonna be miraculously alive, but she has spider legs now. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody who should be gone. That's like the mark that you you died, but you're still around. Yeah. <laughs> spider legs. That's how you know <laughs> like, you should really oh, you, not be here. You too. <laughs> how come? How come all of Obi Wan's lovers have spider legs? <laughs> Question. Got a thing for them, I guess. I don't think they <laughs> do, Meg. I don't. <laughs> Two two two. <laughs> Asajj just shows up. It's like, oh, you thought I was dead? Nope. Spider legs. Spider legs. <laughs> Anakin's full ghost in the future, actually. Qu- Quinlan Voss shows up with spider legs. Spider legs. <laughs> <laughs> right. The only people who get spider legs are people who have slept with Obi Wan. So it's this other weird like mark where it's like, oh, you too. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Maul shows up and they're all like, really, Kenobi? Seriously? <laughs> oh, I would love that. I would love if it's like Kenobi having to do like a, oh, shit, I got to face all the people in my past that I kept like, kept having feelings for, but kept being like, no, I can't. I'm a Jedi. Um, but then they all converge on Tatooine with spider that's that's what I want. That's my answer for the Kenobi news. Meg's answer. Is yeah. <laughs> it's a good answer. It's I'm not great... going to come up with anything better. That's it's good. Um, I'm trying to think of something that would really align with how Lucasfilm Disney operates, and I feel like. It would be a I feel like it would be an announcement that they think that they're really like proud of. Um, and it would be like, look, we have another we have another cast member and it's a white woman and she's blonde this time. <laughs> Lena Dunham is directing the pilot. Oh. No, no, <laughs> don't even joke. I swear to God, I just threw up in my mouth a little right? bit. Right? Yeah, but I feel like I feel like Lucasfilm would be proud of it. And they'd be like, "Look, look at these diverse creators," and we're like, "Deborah Chow is the showrunner." 
Oh boy. Well, that's terrible. Now I never want to know what the actual Kenobi news was. <laughs> well, okay. The the actual bit I saw was that they announced an actress for young Leia, I think. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh, that was Why? not what I expected. Okay. Why? I mean, it right. makes I guess it makes sense because Leia knows of him at least. I mean, it, it might mean we get bail. He's just on fucking Tatooine. <laughs> it might mean we get bail though. I would love if there was Bale. If Bale yeah. doesn't show up in either Andor or Kenobi, I will. We'll riot. We'll be burn Disney to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, on that, speaking of burning things down, let's jump into the Jedi Academy. <laughs> so, ch- chapter nine of Jedi Search was a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so, it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. I had it was so a, good. I had erased this from my <laughs> mind as being part of this Star Wars universe, honestly. Um, but here we are. It's like so, the best Star Wars I've ever read in my life. It's truly delightful. And I'm being fully sincere on that. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. Um, so Lando and his ship, the Lady Luck arrive at Umgol, you know, for the Umgolian blob races. <laughs> 3PO and Archer are with him, and they are not here to have fun. But 3PO has to pretend to be Lando's protocol droid. <laughs> Lando is walking around, swishing that cape everywhere, because that is all he cares about. And rather than, you know, have a have a black car driver like take him home from the airport when they just kind of ambush you outside of the gates where they're like oh i got a i got a car waiting it's like no uh lando agrees to go on mass transit which i feel like this was the first instance of like true mass transit like public mass transit in star wars Cause it's just a fucking, it's a monorail. Like it's just a yeah. fucking monorail. <laughs> yeah, it's what like the first this? mass transit that's not like a shuttle or some kind. Right. You. It's just a bus. It's, it's a, a fucking bus. space bus. <laughs> um. So, Lando gets to the blob races, and he argues because he doesn't want to pay for both three PO and R two, but also they're sentient. So, like, be a little more sensitive about that. <laughs> I know, right? Ugh. It was a little, I was like, Lando, I get, I get the facade you're throwing up right now. And also that technically you're broke, but still. I I read that and I was like, fuck you, man. I knew you would. I knew you would. Uh, So Lando is really enjoying being at the races, being able to see the blobstacle course from his seat. I lost my absolute mind when I read that. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so funny. Blobstacle. So funny. No, no. Uh, Aren't you? Yeah, it's not. It's not so good. Um, so R2 has like the power pack strapped to him, and Lando has the crystal paddles just at his side, um, for identifying force powers within people, and I'm like. 
people are going to get the wrong idea about Shulando. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the right idea. I don't know. I mean, it's Lando, um, so it's probably the right idea. Probably the right idea. Uh, but Lando then tells R2 to see if Timo has placed any bets or bought a ticket to like get into the stadium. Uh, so here I think we need to acknowledge that like, yeah, Kevin J. Anderson isn't like the best writer around, but the inclusive language at the blob races is Mwah, chef's kiss because we really should just be using sentient beings of all genders. <laughs> all genders or no genders, like all of them, all your sentient beings. And also like, please enjoy your refreshment compatible with your biochemistry while you wait. How considerate. Because then really? there's no pressure to be like, you got to drink alcohol, right? It's just, yeah. enjoy a refreshment that's good for you. <laughs> yeah. So we could all be a little more like the Mongolian blob races. Yeah. Yeah, they seem like a chill place. So we also find out that next week, there's going to be a special gala blob derby <laughs> in honor of <laughs> Duchess Mistal from Dargul. Star Wars, I love this Star Wars, so the Star Wars names are so fucking stupid. I love <laughs> this book. I have been. I unironically love this book so much. It's good. Uh, Dargul definitely sounds like a Lord of the Rings name. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What I love about Star Wars names is that someone who doesn't know that it's a real Star Wars name would think you're just parodying. Yeah. Like... Oops told Damon about Jart and Damon was like that's not real. No, Jart's real. <laughs> Jart's real. Jart's real and Jart rip F in the chat for Jart. F in the chat for Jart. <laughs> Thank you, Heath. So we also find out that like the blobs, that there are like lots of different kinds of blobs. Um, the blobs obviously who are racing today are thoroughbred blobs. It's thoroughbred blobs! Bred for speed and fluidity versus like people have pet blobs or there's like medicinal blobs where a blob just like rolls down your back to like ease with their slime. Um, I'm which just imagining a slime from Dragon Quest. You know, just, like those blobs that just have the yeah. dumbest looking face on them. And it's like, this is my prized blob. Going going down your back. And especially because we know that it's not actually slime. It's a part of them that can <laughs> yeah. be reintegrated into the whole. But also very interested in when what a blob massage would feel like. Yeah, I would try it. Because like all the different parts could work at the same time and just like work on your back and that sounds like a literal full body massage yeah, your whole like that... body is getting massaged at the same that time. sounds amazing that sounds yeah, I would amazing try it. so i, I would try it. i would go to umgol for a blood massage i would too <laughs> i would too oh, okay um and so the race starts uh and they are spilling the multicolored blobs down the lubricated shoots down the equally okay. lubricated shoots. And <clears throat> Saf, please just read whatever you'd like from all. <laughs> okay. With the shoots e- <laughs> with the shoots equally lubricated, all 14 blobs struck the bottom of the ramp at about the same time. When the low walls no longer separated the tracks, the frantic blobs began to make their way helter-skelter around each other, gushing forward into the blobstacle course. 
One contender, Blob 11, a dark green specimen laced with a striking amethyst pattern, burst onto the flat of the track with pseudopods already extended, as if trying to scramble away the moment it hit the bottom of the ramp. It squirted forward, clenching itself together and oozing its body core ahead. The amethyst blob had pulled a small lead by the time it hit the first obstacle, a tall metal screen with a wide mesh. Blob 11 hurled itself into the mesh grid with its full body and began to push its entire self through dribbling in a hundred tiny segments out the other side where it flowed its gelatinous mass back together again it managed to push itself halfway through before the next blob struck a different part of the screen lando decided to cheer for the amethyst blob though he had no money riding on the way- race he still liked to root for winners this is <laughs> what writers, this is what writers mean when they say show don't tell <laughs> this is 100 show don't tell like i the picture painted in my head of this blobstacle course is so vivid. <laughs> so vivid. So good. In just like the worst ways. Um, it's also really cute because like during the race, 3PO checks in with Lando to confirm that they are in fact rooting for Blob 11. And yeah. <laughs> I was just like... It's a, such a classic 3PO move. Right. Go like, Blob 11! <laughs> yeah, he's like... 3PO in this book is just... He's like super into it. Like yeah. waving a banner, like wearing some ridiculous hat or something. Yeah. Like just super fan. But like then he has this moment of panic like, did I... Is this right? Is it the right person? The right blob? Master so Lando. Is this he's so blob? he's so sincere and sweet in this book. Like I really love him. Yeah, like this is this is the three PO that I love. That's like really in the original trilogy three PO characterization, right? Yeah, here. it's just like he's trying so hard to be a good protocol droid but and he's just like kind of a, like a terrible protocol droid. But yes, because Anakin fucking made him. He's bad at it, right? Like his first, yeah. his first li- like years of his life were in fucking Tatooine, where they did not need a protocol droid. <laughs> really didn't need a protocol droid. What was he gonna do? He is a delightful anxiousness, yeah. and I love him so much. I love three PO. So three PO interrupts again to let Lando know that they've located Timo. And they have, in fact, placed a very large bet on Blob 11. R2 leads the way down to the lower levels of the stadium that has the cheapest and most worn out looking seats. And Lando's like, hurry it up. Want to watch the race? <laughs> He's really invested in this race now. I've been, I was very invested I, yeah. in this race. Give Same. me the blobs. Give me the Where's blobs. Where's the blobs? I don't care about anything else that's going on in this book. Just, Just the, blobs. the blobs. Just the blobs. Just the blobs. <laughs> They find Timo, a young, attractive man who looks super sketching, waiting for the end of the race without much emotion. Blob 11 gets through the second to last obstacle, which is a fucking propeller. Yeah, just a propeller. Honestly, this entire description sounds so much like the bullshit that you have to go through in raids and Destiny that they, like, game designers just throw at you, like, big propellers that you've got to get through. Like, you've got to jump through holes in a, like, an obstacle course that's coming at you with fire. Like, it feels exactly like that. Right, it's a platformer. Like, you gotta get through. You gotta get through. 
and the blob does like in like four little parts the blob has the blob has to collect themselves and i i didn't say this but like one of the very important rules of the blob race is that the entirety of your being needs to be in the winner circle so you can't leave parts of your blob behind like if it cuts off you gotta wait for it to catch up <laughs> and there's like one bit in it about um these two blobs have like crashed or whatever right. um like there's the desiccant or whatever and so they're suffering terminal dehydration yeah it's just sucking all their liquid out it's so weird like yeah they just ended up in a big pit of all of those fucking packets that are like yeah. in your shoes to keep them dry <laughs> they sure just kill these things it's cruel it's race animal racing very fraud don't like it yeah so timo looks around okay now i'm thinking now i'm thinking about finn and rose letting loose blobs <laughs> yes. oh my god i'll get so your fight just bowl it over like billionaires on blobs oh my god that would be so good i would like the blob edit of the of uh tlj please release the blob edit. into the blob and yeah, then just rolling keep rolling <laughs> yeah. release the blob cut <laughs> so let's see so Timo looks around and makes eye contact with Lando, very awkward, who absolutely <laughs> stands out as the most charming man in the galaxy. Lando's really bad at this. He's just staying right there staring at this dude. Right, like, my dude, I know you've never tried to be undercover before, but like... like this isn't my I mean, job. he has, though. He was like an undercover guy, and... Um... <laughs> Lando's like, this is not my area of expertise. Like, I owned a mining operation. What do you want? What do you right. want? Right. I have my one of my best capes on. Uh, but then Timo just turns around to nervously watch the end of the race, hands jammed in his pockets like a pervert. Uh, when he- <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> I'm in a mood. When the race is over. <laughs> Blob 11 wheelbarrow is wheelbarrowed away for a much needed winner's rest. And Timo checks for Lando again, but this time Lando is smart enough to hide behind a pillar. <laughs> Good job, Lando. You had <laughs> pillars there. Why weren't you already hiding behind one? <laughs> Lando's just like, I don't know how to be subtle. Look at Why me. would I be I've subtle? I've never been subtle in my life. I'm Lando Calrissian, baby. <laughs> he strokes his mustache. Do I look like the kind of person who would be subtle right. about anything? <laughs> I would like to be seen. So they follow Timo to a cash-out kiosk, where he'll be stuck in his transaction until it's finalized. Lando knows something hinky's going on, which is why he's just going to try to scan him <laughs> there rather than go up and introduce himself and be like, congratulations, you might be a jetty. He just fucking walks up and is like <laughs> scanning him silently. Just, just, mm. Imagine being at an ATM and someone just, someone and two droids, a man in a cape and two droids walk up behind you with a fucking buzzing electrical panels and treat just- Treat you like an ATM. <laughs> and like, yeah. not only is he just surrounded, dude, he's surrounded that you've caught staring at you. Right, and just- <laughs> And you see him, like, hiding partway behind a pillar as well. (laughs) Like, it's 
Timo's right for being for being scared, honestly. Yeah, I cannot blame Timo at all. <laughs> so Timo panics, obviously, as he noticed Lando scan him because it definitely looks like he's just a dude with a weapon and two bodyguards and he just <laughs> runs. Lando lets him go because he like got the scan or whatever. And when they review it, it's normal. Three PO reasons that they should check again because they scanned him very quickly in a crowded place and the tech is very old. Lando agrees because, hey, he's not paying for any of this. <laughs> One more amazing. night at the blob braces. So at his hotel, Lando looks into drug tests of the winning blobs from the races Timo has bet on. He finds trace elements in all of the winners and none, all the winners from these races, but none of the winners from the other ones that Timo doesn't bet on. But they were dismissed as like being inconsequential. Like it's just stuff that's in the pens. 3PO then alerts Lando that R2, who has gone undercover at the blob stables as like a sweeper droid, (laughs) has spotted Timo sneaking in dressed as a blob wrangler. (laughs) I'm just imagining R2 with like a fake mustache and a cap and like a push broom just like <laughs> wheeling around you know how like in rebels how they paint chopper yeah black yeah. <laughs> whenever like he that. needs to go undercover as an imperial droid it's like that they just paint a mustache on r2 yeah <laughs> so lando and 3po rush over and 3po leads them to where r2 is 3PO does not understand Lando's sarcasm at all, and I love that about 3PO. (laughs) Uh, There's a very important sentence that is, within each pen, a gelatinous blob blurted, burbled, and vibrated as it rested, which is, like, same. That's me. I I have two thoughts about this. The first one is, like, burbled was a word coined by um, the guy right Alice in Wonderland. T.S. Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, not C.S. And, Lewis. No, the other one, T.S. Eliot. No, no, who no. the fuck? I always Lewis, forget. Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. Thank you. I was um, like, Seth. It's not C.S. Lewis. Yes, yeah, I knew it wasn't, but That's I couldn't remember. That's Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very wrong. Um, in the Jabberwocky poem, and I had a moment when I read that line of like, wow, he never would have known that his word would eventually end up in this fucking bullshit book about blobs. <laughs> Right. Just like that direct connection from like the this literary masterpiece. Um, my second thought there is that they dim the lights for the blob so that they rest. So I yeah. guess the blobs can see <laughs> light. I guess they've got light sensors. They're probably just I don't know. sensitive at all surfaces. I don't know. Like there's I, not really yeah. an up or down to a blob. Now like, I'm just ima- now, now, now I'm literally just imagining them as slimes from Dragon Quest. They yeah. just just can a blob wait. with like a dumb little smile. Hey Google, <laughs> can jellyfish perceive light? On the website jellyfish they say jellyfish such as comb jellies produce bright flashes to That's startle not a predator. Others such as siphonophores can produce a chain of light or release thousands of glowing particles <laughs> into the water as a mimic of small plants. Hey Google, the predator. Stop. Shut, shut the fuck up. Hey, remember when we asked Google about Teletubbies and she just said sucks so many times? <laughs> about Nunu? 
Oh my god, we didn't talk. <laughs> Seth, oh my god, we've totally forgotten. <laughs> yeah. The zombies. All right. Yeah, we we have a thing to talk about later. I think. Yeah, we have a thing to talk about later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, as they're hiding, Lando tells three PO enhance to see what Timo is doing to that poor blob, and R two rolls by again, casually sweeping because he's the best at solving crimes. And this is a question, I think, for Seth. Does covering the mouth of a droid really work to silence them? Because it's just kind of a speaker box. And like, or is there like an external sensor around like protocol droids' mouths? Because designers know that humans would do this, like the, the hand covering a mouth motion to shut humanoid things up that's a really good question uh, my answer to that is it would depend on the droid i'm looking at a picture of 3po it seems like the speaker box is in his mouth yeah because he's got like the little hole um so i assume covering it would at least help uh and 3po is probably at the point that it's happened to him enough times that he's learned that that means stop talking. yeah like han's done it to him a bu- and like yeah. have done it to him a bunch yeah because it just mm. <laughs> yeah you know Padme did it to him and he kept talking and she was like, shut the fuck up, 3PO. <laughs> this means this, this means, means be quiet. shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, then calls out, ah, he implanted the blob. <laughs> I didn't think about that when I wrote it. <laughs> and of course, Timo fires at them. And as much as 3PO can be annoying, Lando still dives over to protect him. So sweet. Ooh. 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 <laughs> A shootout begins. Lando has R2 sound the alarms and call the authorities while he and 3PO make their way to the blob. Lando asks 3PO to figure out what happened to it. Unfortunately, Timo ends up shooting the lock on the pen and 3PO gets smothered by the blob. Hi, it's yeah. I have I have. That's would like to say something. About yeah, I I have two things I would like to say. Um, with the pressing weight of the blob, the door flung open, and the entire gelatinous mess dumped onto three PO's head, oozing down his body. The droid's Why muffled cries read? of panic okay, came through I'm the sorry. wet protoplasm. Why does this read out of context like fucking smut? This makes me really uncomfortable. Because it is. <laughs> I'm also gonna read another bit that's like a couple pages for just so that it's. So it's red. Fondine saw the droid struggling with the dripping greenish mass and rushed over to assist him. <laughs> Brushing the protoplasm back up into the main mass, Fondine shushed and cooed the blob. Easy now, he spoke to 3PO as well. Stop struggling! The blob is as afraid of you as you are of it. Just be calm. He lowered his voice. They can sense fear, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the blobs can light which, and fear. <laughs> which is great, because you know how things can sense fear is like you let off certain pheromones or hormones whatever the fuck it is um right like living creatures do that which is how they can sense fear this is a fucking droid he doesn't do that which means that these blobs can sense the concept of fear (laughs) which is horrifying the concept of that's what they can do is they can sense the concept of fear being able to sense and understand the concept of fear but not being able to feel it is terrifying that's terrifying because you know you know what it is but they but do say like, the blobs are as afraid. Nothing can scare you. <laughs> the blobs are as afraid of 3PO. Or okay, but what if... They can feel it. Alternatively, 
what if 3PO has pheromones? Which is, I, <laughs> what is more distressing? <laughs> Why would Anakin put sin- that? You know, honestly. <laughs> I like the halfway through that you just gave up. <laughs> You can't ask I questions think... that start with why would Anakin dot, dot, <laughs> no, dot, I answered my own question before the question yeah. came out. A question that begins with why would Anakin always has the same answer at the end and it's because it's Anakin. Because it's Anakin. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Mom, I put pheromones in the droid. That's nice, honey. Why? And- I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm a person what? and my name is Anakin. Anakin has never stopped once to think about whether or not he should only if he could. Yeah, he really made 3PO's life hotter than it needed to be. He did. He didn't need the pheromones. Did not need those pheromones. We have talked about pheromones a lot on this show yeah. lately. Yeah. And we really I, have. It's Star Wars. It's a word I've not heard for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So T-Ball uses this chance to run, but R2 gets in his way, shoving him back on the ground for Lando to disarm. Guards arrive, taking Timo, and they almost arrest Lando too. And then the owner of the stables, Slish Fondine, uh, goes, what in the bleep in my asthma? And he... Why does his name sound like Slush Fund? <laughs> slush Fund, oh my god, it does. Yeah, Slush Fondine. <laughs> slush Fund. Uh, and he asks Lando who he is. And Lando, for once, realizes he can be completely honest. <laughs> A rare thing for This him. has never happened before. And he says that he is there on behalf of the New Republic. He's a general and he was investigating Timo. And while he was doing that, he uncovered a cheating plot with the races. Uh, We find out. I do love the idea of Lando about to like lie through his teeth and then being like, wait a second. (laughs) Hold on a minute. I don't have to I can tell the truth. This is a new experience for me. So we thanks to 3PO and Lando, we find out that Timo has implanted near microscopic motivators into the blobs that basically tortured them into moving as fast as possible. Slush Fund <laughs> is right to want to execute this dude, even if blob race cheating wasn't a capital offense, because that's just some cruel shit. But it is a capital offense. It is a capital offense. So you're like, I want to make that very clear. It is a capital offense and he will die for it. Yeah, as he should, because that's ridiculous. Timo explains that he thinks he thought Lando was sent by the Duchess Mistal. <laughs> he had. There is nothing about <laughs> Timo that is even a little bit redeemable. Like, <laughs> it's very funny. He hacked his way into marriage because it was just like here's an open application for any and all suitors and so he hacked his way in to be like i'm the best candidate and now he has regrets (laughs) because she is an overzealous but not a bad wife she loves him so much right (laughs) like what (laughs) what (laughs) i was reading this like i was legitimately talking to damon like after reading this chapter and i was like i have to explain this entire chapter to you in detail because it is bonkers crazy just what like 
why didn't you just talk to her? Like, <laughs> what? One, don't hack your way into marriage. Yeah, that's your fault. That was your first promise. Right. First you chose you this. Wrong. You broke laws to choose this when you knew you weren't going to be the right choice in the first place. Like, you would have gotten weeded out. This yeah, is all on you, bro. It, it was never gonna be you. You gotta live with your consequences in this in this yeah. case. Oh, and your consequences shit. are either it's going like, back oh, to oh, how the sad woman who for loves you. you. You have a wife who loves you so much. Yeah. Your this, consequences are either death or going back to your wife who loves you. This man literally fucked around and found out. He found <laughs> he really found out. <laughs> oh my god. And so he ran from her. And she has a million credit reward out. And like her people mate for life. So she's not going to give up on him until he's dead. I love that her people mate for life. I'm like, a lot of normal humans do that. <laughs> you don't put it like that. No, they mate for life. <laughs> they mate for life. They're penguins, apparently. Yeah, they mate for life. <laughs> Every new sentence in this book is a delight. It's true, truly. <laughs> Uh, uh, slush fun says well that's good because he's gonna get executed (laughs) (laughs) but Lando points out that this could cause a huge political incident maybe even start a war in the stars (laughs) slush gives the choice to Timo and Timo hesitates to live but agrees to it nevertheless okay here's i i have so many thoughts about this chapter obviously but here's my thing is lando gets sent here because this guy could be a jedi right and he tests him not a jedi finds out he's been cheating whatever he decides to go in deal with the fact that he's cheating has no bone in this fight whatsoever like (laughs) did i just say that wrong i feel like i just said that wrong. no you said it right you said it right okay no bone in this fight um like he, he has no reason to do this, but he goes here. He finds out he's cheating. He sets off all the alarms in a shootout, gets this guy here, and ends up in this situation where he's like, well, you can either die or you can go back to your clingy wife. And, like, ruins, like, sure, this guy's shit, but he ruins his fucking life for no reason. He just comes in and ruins his life and is like, my job's done here. And everyone's like, you didn't do anything. Didn't he, though? He unveiled a plot, a cheating plot. Very serious. I love it. Like, this yeah. is it's just very I funny that he didn't it. do anything he was meant to do right like this chapter <laughs> did this chapter need to be in the story absolutely not yes i don't i don't want to answer this question yet but like does this literally i don't know if this will ever come back and i won't be surprised if none of this ever comes back but what if it does if it does i will also be surprised like what if we get blob <laughs> what if there's what if there's a force sensitive blob that i would a jedi student i would lose my absolute mind i would be so happy <laughs> be great um but so the good news is that in fairness, uh, Slush Fund insists to give Lando half of the reward for Timo when she arrives. Uh, <laughs> because it's, he would have, ne- they would have never caught on. Like they already dismissed all of the clues, but like it's Lando's gambler sense. And like, he knows a cheat when he sees one because yes, he you are one. one. Um, <laughs> But so now he has the money to invest in his next venture, quotation marks. And uh, he doesn't Lando like just that- rolls up. 
doing his job as earns half a million credits earns a hundred million credits ruins some guy's life and then dips like bye (laughs) yeah almost almost was like yeah it's a capital offense i'm gonna tell i'm gonna i'm gonna tell the officials that you cheated anyways and you're just gonna fucking die like damn dude yeah he's cheating lando you cheat all the time (laughs) not where it's a capital offense (laughs) Lando's like, but I've never been caught. (laughs) (laughs) That's the difference, baby. Don't start now, it won't be now. And now my cheating is sponsored by the state. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a general, baby. (laughs) State sponsored. I got that government paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what all government stooges do? Wait, no. Um, so he doesn't like that he's coming back to Coruscant without a candidate for Luke, but he knows that there will be more Jedi finding missions in the future. What an astoundingly good They should good absolutely character. not send Lando on them. <laughs> no, they absolutely should. Because now, like, Umgal is like, the New Republic really helped us out. Like, that's great. That's like- a good point. That's a really good point. Um, didn't think about it that way. But I don't think that was his intention when he was doing it. It's not. <laughs> But it worked out anyway. I love that's one of my favorite chapters in all of Star Wars ever. I think it's just so that was it's amazing. Perfect. Like the characterization of everyone is perfect. Yeah. Like the weird Star Wars shit is <laughs> perfect. Amazing. <laughs> the blobstacle course. Blobstacle course. <laughs> Shove your body through this grate. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You can congeal on the other side again. It's fine. <laughs> So in the next chapter, this is going to swing way yeah. to the other side <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in terms of everything. So, the, uh, the shift in tone. Oh my God. It's, it's very sudden. It is jarring. So an unmarked, unnamed shuttle asks for clearance into Coruscant, and Leia knows that it's winter and the twins arriving. As Leia rushes out with 3PO to meet them, because 3PO is back now, and 3PO is like, no more fucking adventures. Um, <laughs> Don't send me off with Lando again, please. Never. She continues to be mad at Han because he's a couple days late in returning home, and she still thinks that it's because he's having fun. <laughs> Leia. Leia, Leia, please think a little more of your husband and the father of your children. <laughs> Seriously. Uh. I think Leia. I think yeah. Leia needs I was, therapy. <laughs> I, I was very on. interested in Heath's reaction to a lot of this chapter. Yeah, because just like <laughs> this is terrible. Leia's terrible. I think Leia's Han terrible. is like trying his best to just be a good husband and He's dad. His best isn't great, unfortunately. His best isn't great. (laughs) That was the end of my sentence. (laughs) Just like Rogue Padrid, our best isn't great. His best, not like... Here's here's what the best partner would do. Okay, yeah. Yeah. His best is not great. Han Solo's best after growing up as like an orphan uh, and a smuggler and et cetera, et cetera. He's like, and simply, simply what, what my father did is just not be around my children. So what if I'm just, what I should do I'm doing around I'm my children more. Such a better dad. <laughs> <laughs> I will sometimes be there by virtue of I am sometimes around my children. Yeah. It's a scaling. It's a scaling. 
great. So the next one will get slightly more time with the dad. Too bad they're both dead. Anyway. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely? Spoiler alert. Yeah, Anakin, Anakin and Jason both die in the EU. <laughs> what? <laughs> they do? I thought everybody knew. You can't dead. tell us this right, like <laughs> of all the times for you have, to have told us this. Like Statue you could have told this to me. Is way, uh, is way over. It, uh, you could have told that thing to me in literally two hundred and fifty episodes like recorded. We've talked about it nothing. before. And it can die rogue Padre. Right, and I bet like it didn't matter because I didn't know who they were yet. And now I do, and you're just like, oh yeah, they're gonna die. I can't believe they killed yeah. the children. Jaina, Jaina, Jaina's alive. Wait, they killed the children after Chewie fucking died trying to keep them alive. Yeah, and then Hoth hated Anakin yeah. because Chewie. I actually died. read. I read. I needed to know how Chewie died. Yeah, and so, so I read a, about it recently. So a new Jedi he, he, a order. A moon falls on him, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Legitimately, yeah. It's, it's because. Anakin falls behind, like Chewie, Han, and Anakin are trying to escape from this planet, right? They try to evacuate people as well, yeah. And um, Anakin falls behind to like help other people. Chewie <laughs> like, goes back. I, I, for- I literally forgot for a second that they have a kid named Anakin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Chewie- <laughs> no, no, baby Anakin. The Force Ghost yeah. is there? Like, what's happening? Okay. Anakin is like 13 or 14 at this point. Yeah. yeah. So Anakin goes, like, Chewie goes back to get Anakin. And Chewie, like, has just enough time to, like, get Anakin onto the Falcon, but can't make it himself. And then Han is, like, depressed and bitter and, like, doesn't really talk, like, takes it out on Anakin. No. Um, No. And then halfway through the New Jedi Order, Anakin sacrifices himself to save, like, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, like, oh God, I love Anakin now because Anakin is thinking, "Well, this is what my dad values." So. And then, and then Han oh! is like, "Oh, I fucked up." <laughs> oh yeah. my God, I love Anakin now. That is no. my that Anakin is, is then... Anakin is truly the best of the solo kids. Like, yeah. No. Like, yeah. Undeniable. Here's how to finally get my dad's approval. <laughs> no, Anakin of. was always like a good person. Oh, it was just so really funny. Up. It's really funny. Yeah. Like I'm always like when I first heard about, it, I was like, "Are you really gonna name your kid Anakin?" This seems like you're just pushing, you're tempting. No, fate, and it was the like, other. Fu- it was yeah. the other fucking kid who turned. It was. It was <laughs> cosmic, like cosmic reverse psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Jason. Jason turned over. What I'm like, loving about this conversation is that we are discussing many, like the plot lines of many books. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. And yeah. it's like yeah. books when you- of the New Jedi Order, and then. <laughs> Like legacy of the force, and <laughs> when you hear that one single overarching story, you're like, "Oh, that's a good story." But yeah, some of the books, <laughs> yeah, there's only there. a handful of good books. <laughs> there are only a handful. Yeah, of good and New books. Jedi Order is like what twenty books long. It's nineteen yes. books long, and I think I yeah. really enjoyed seven of them. Yeah, Jesus um, Christ, two were written by Aaron Alston, um, and so they those have are the definitely the best them. ones. Um, Right, Stackpole did a couple, like, uh, yeah. But anyway, sorry, spoiler, retroactive spoiler alert for the rest yeah. of Star Wars. It's been like 15 <laughs> years. Yeah, I really can't, I really, wow, I can't leave. Wow, I'm going to be stewing on this for the rest of the day. Well, you, we can talk about it later. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, stewing on the fact that the children fucking die. That's what I'm stewing on. Yeah. So, Jane is alive. <laughs> Jane is alive, at least, yeah. 
uh, I really want to say it, but I know I shouldn't. But I really say want it. To. Say Jaina's it. the one who kills Jason. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's what he turns into Dar something. Turns into Darth Cadis, and then That's he ends it. up he ends up killing Mara Jade, and then uh, yeah, and then this is like a soap opera. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, and then Jaina so goes Jade after also dies. To yeah. Jason. There's a really good play, so playlist funny. I listen to of um for Darth Cadis, and it's very good. So I have fond thoughts of that character just because I like the music that's yeah. associated with him. It's so good. He's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we are so oh, we don't even better. Sorry, I just want Ice Cube on a shocking okay, okay. staff. Yep, yep, even, yep, yep. Okay. I'm even ready. better with the drama is that Jason then takes Tahiri who was like kind of Anakin's girlfriend and makes her his dark side apprentice. Oh, what a bitch. Yeah. It's, <sighs> if only it was written by better people. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. the bullet points of that story, great. great. Execution. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Leia thinks about how over the years, she and Han have only been able to see the kids after being basically smuggled aboard an anonymous long-range shuttle and ferried to the protected planet where her kids they've really gone overboard with this which i mean fair because the kids did get kidnapped we did we did read that but i'm still just like that hasn't happened yet oh shit that hasn't happened yet this is before this is oh my god this is before they get kidnapped Mm -hmm. (laughs) they fucked it up they fucked it up i was like they still they're going a bit overboard it's too much it's too much it's too much. Um, they haven't even seen the fucking kids. <laughs> right. And the Senate is appalled at like not knowing where Leia is at all times. But Luke and Akbar are like, shut the fuck up. They're fine. Um, so as the ships land, the twins are apprehensive because Leia's basically a stranger <laughs> and everyone is wondering where Han is. <laughs> Anakin has to continue to stay with Winter on the planet. But where is he right now if Winter is there? Yeah, I was wondering that. The twins never addressed. So <laughs> it's fine. Uh, there are actually two Winters. <laughs> One of them is Slaya. Natalie Portman. One of them is Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman is slightly taller. One's mm-hmm. Kira Niley, one's Natalie Portman. Oh my God. <laughs> No, it should no. It should be though. It should be that, should and then be. one is Kira Knightley. <laughs> yeah, because genuinely, I cannot tell them apart. No, they're the same. And like Winter served as like a body double a lot of the times for Leia, as when she was yeah. a princess. So it makes sense that you have Kira Knightley as Winter. <laughs> I mean, like I've already told you all that I thought Padme and Amidala were two different people, simply because I could not tell. Yeah. Like that Kira Knight that I could not tell that Padme was not also like that Nelly Portman was not also Kira Knightley. Was a different person from yeah, Kira Knightley. <laughs> well, I thought I thought they were the same person in that I have I thought just I have just enough face blindness that if you put a picture of the two of them side by side and asked me to tell you which That's one was same. which, I probably couldn't do it. Yeah, same. But yeah, I thought Padme and Amidala were the same with different people, which was very confusing for the second the next two movies of that trilogy <laughs> like <laughs> extremely com- i thought that when um sabe died in the second movie i thought that they just straight up killed amidala and then i was very confused from that point on <laughs> yeah who is this what is happening <laughs> yeah very confusing 
So then Leia stresses over how even though her kids are there now, she can't like put them or being a mother ahead of the fate of the galaxy and her political duties. They really didn't think that working mothers could be a thing in the 90s. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, it was bad. Like, wow, how they were like, wow, this is literally impossible. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Or maybe Leia's doing too much. Like, I. Well, maybe she could actually manage it if somebody. Take a break. Yeah, like, also that, but also, like, working mothers are a thing. People do know how to do this. Right. There are many women probably on Coruscant. There are probably many mothers who are like, yeah, I have a child and I also work. Yeah. But Leia has all of the luxuries and privileges of being minister of state. (laughs) Yeah, like, come on. Come Come on. on. So anyway... After a very long day, we kind of time jump a little bit, that would stress and overwhelm me, much less toddlers. <laughs> they are tucked in bed with 3PO sitting between them to help them get to sleep. Okay. They're... I also... No, no. No, no, you go. This is later. They're being stubborn and telling him, no bedtime story! But 3PO is really looking forward to telling them the story of the little lost bantha cub which is honestly one of my favorite things about star wars is the little lost bantha cub (laughs) and he finally thinks 3po finally thinks of telling his stories to the ewoks and it's It's so so cute it's let's hope it kill me because 3po is so excited to babysit to be around these kids and babysit them and look at like he downloaded so much stuff to learn how to deal with kids and like all these short stories and all this just sound of like it's so cute 3po gets a flashback to the only time he's been happy in his life which is when he's telling the ewok story he just wants to be a dad so much they thought i was a god and everything you wouldn't believe it I love yeah. him and I R2 love need to adopt. They need to adopt some baby droids. They, yeah. they can adopt so, they are. There we go. Oh my god, they have a baby droid. We recently asked the question them. worst Star Wars babysitter. C3PO is the best. obviously the, the best. best. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. He downloads no like psychology courses. No. Yeah. Like no one else would care so much about your children yeah. than 3PO. He like, cares. He would sacrifice himself for right. those children. Right, and like about the most minute things, right? Yeah. Like if their temperature raised one degree, he'd be like, hold on, let me hold download on. some medical, like, you is this isolate. acceptable? We're gonna hide, isolate, hydrate right. over there. Like, we will we're gonna yeah. work this out. I want right? 3PO to be my babysitter, and I'm an adult, but I still I think, want like, it. there's such a tendency to make 3PO just... I think people don't generally know how to write 3PO very well. Yeah. Um, 3PO is not a bad character, and if you write him well, he's not, like... He's just really annoying. sincere. He is yeah. really sincere. And I think even when he's, like, being annoying in the Falcon or whatever... He's genuinely trying to help. Like that's He's the thing. trying yeah. to help. Is that people... I feel like people probably put like project too much that it's like when <laughs> when I when, not me I'm very nice uh, but when like other people you know are kind of know it alls and stuff like that they do it with kind of the assumption that like I'm trying to prove that I'm smart and better than you whereas like three PO is actually giving you this information because he wants to help he thinks yeah. it might be able to help and like I mean only a good 
friend like 3PO would wear a fucking flesh mask of you to pretend to be you. Because we love 3PO. Only yeah. 3PO, 3PO would is... write the virtues of King Han Solo. Right. Oh, that's right. He did write that. I God love damn. this 3PO idea of like 3PO is Han's best friend. But, but he Han doesn't realize it. <laughs> he doesn't want to admit that to himself. Neither of them will ever admit it. 3PO <laughs> wrote him a wingman song. And then Leia's just sitting there like, you love that fucking droid. And Han's like, I hate that droid. I don't know what you're talking about, Leia. I, I only I only deal with him because you keep him around. And Leia's like, uh-huh. Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah, sure. Yep, sure. that's why. It's like yep. my grandma with my dogs where she's like, yeah. I don't like yeah. these dogs. Like, as she's like petting them. <laughs> Leia walks in and they're like watching a movie together. <laughs> this is why 3PO is one of my f- favorite Star Wars characters. Like, 3PO is quickly becoming... Because, like, when yeah. done well, it's just like this earnest, just, ugh, yeah. This book um, is very quickly making me love 3PO way more than I ever have. Re- related to the tangent we went on earlier, um, 3PO does try to be there for Han after Chewie dies. And oh. there's a lot of really good stuff of... 3PO trying to understand death and like mortality and like trying to relate to Han and figuring out what he can do to help. Oh my Um, God. It's really good. It's some of my my favorite, my favorite Star Wars stuff because 3PO is like, you know, when droids like one droids can like pass memories on and stuff like that. Right. Like, you can theoretically take 3PO's conscious and put it in another droid, right? Like, but when droids die, right, there's just nothing after that, right? And it's just like, it's like, well, we're not really thought of as people, as like people who die, right? And like, it's just some very good questions because like, obviously, again, with the New Jedi Order and the Yuuzhan Vong, right? It's like, they think that droids are abomination. Uh, and it's just like, well, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be sentient? Like, what Holy does it shit. mean? Like, it's it's some good stuff when Ham. I need to read well. this shit. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So, I as there are a couple books in the Jedi Order that I'm just like, these are bad. But like, there's some such good stuff with some of the writers that like it's worth it overall for sure. Um, but anyway. Uh, 3PO realizes that the stubbornness isn't about the story, but about having to be able to exert some control in a new and scary environment. And he relents and decides on lullabies instead. <laughs> and then Leia hears them crying I and screaming. See 3PO. <laughs> He's trying to fucking face. love C3PO. He's perfect. I mean, and that's the thing is that like he's probably done more research about being a parent than Leia and Han have put together. Like, oh, absolutely. He's like, I don't actually know about this. I'm gonna do research. Whereas I think, like, you know, some humans are probably just like, it's fine. I can figure it out. It's like, well, good fucking luck. Um, You're not going to just figure it out. (laughs) Take it from the person on the podcast who has a kid. Listen to me. (laughs) 
you will not just figure it out. <laughs> you really can't like have a she'll be right attitude when it comes to raising kids. No, no, you've got to do some work, man. Got to put in the work. So Leia hears them crying and Winter stops her from going to see them and saying that they're going to be constantly testing her and her limits because they don't fucking know her. And (laughs) Leia has to balance her love for them with like a stable environment. And I also need Kay them to stop calling Winter a personal servant because it's not good. That's that's not cool. She's that's a not, friend. That's not who she is. Like they're friends. Um, even if she works for Leia, she is not a personal servant. Uh, so then, this shit. Leia <laughs> confides in Winter that she might be doing this all by herself because Han is off gallivanting across the galaxy. <laughs> And Winter, like the BAMF she is, when Leia's done ranting, points out that if it was anybody else who failed to check in and didn't arrive home on time, Leia would be concerned. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, yeah, Winter makes you feel like a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> Han Solo, which like most smugglers and like criminals fucking hate him because he's yeah. like fucking betrayed them all. You send him to Kissel of all fucking places. And like, this will be fine. Like, what the fuck, Leia? Right. And even Winter was like, Mara Jade and Talon Card were like, this is a dangerous place you need to be wary of. Mara Jade? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Even Mara was like, I'm not going to fucking Kessel. going to Kessel? And uh, Winter urges Leia to check at least with like a diplomatic contact on Kessel. And when Leia says, isn't that overreacting? Winter roasts her and says, uh, is it overreacting or are you just unwilling to show your concern because you think it's embarrassing? <laughs> Man, fucking Mike down. Calm drop. I fucking love Winter. Because it's true, right? Like I miss winter. I wish I wish winter would come back. Like it's true. Leia, Leia, you're being a bitch right now. <laughs> and I'm going to need you to have a little more faith in your husband. Right. Winter's like, look, look, Leia, it takes one to know one. But right. <laughs> here's what you're doing right now. This is this is what it sounds like from the outside. And yeah. it sounds terrible. Would you not agree? <laughs> yeah. So smash cut to the private comm chamber. <laughs> it takes Winter a while, but eventually she gets Morth Duel on the comm. And he immediately spouts all of the right things to say to Leia. And she's suspicious of him immediately. Uh, she asks him about the Millennium Falcon and Han and, and Han. And Duel too quickly knows that they're not there and offers to put a search party. And oh, he hopes that Kessel can still be on good terms on the New Republic. Okay, bye. And just <laughs> leaves. Nothing suspicious at all about that. But Winter's like, he was not telling the truth. And finally, <laughs> Leia feels bad. <laughs> For being mad at Han 
because <laughs> now she knows that something is very wrong. I feel like this is just, you know, proof that if you're going to be in a relationship, you actually have to communicate with you your have to. part you with your partner cuz Leia's sitting here making all kinds of assumptions. And like you can't yeah. you can't just wait for them to like do all of this work, right? Like, you know, the worst part about it is Han's gonna be there. Like Leia's probably doing her best to find me. Like she cares about me so much. Like right. she's gonna be on her way right now. No, man. No, that's no. so. Leia's, Leia's thinking about Leia's her divorce like, right now. Leia's, Leia's sitting there thinking like he just wants to relive his glory days. And I'm like stuck in a mine trying not to die. The funny part is, is that they keep referring to this as like Han's glory days. Those days fucking sucked for Han. Yeah, his glory days were great. He hated those days. I would love it if Han just had, if they had this conversation and she's like, I just thought maybe you'd want to like relive the good old days. And Han be like, good good old days. Good old days. Those were terrible. My good days were the ones with you. I was smuggling drugs on behalf of the hut. (laughs) <laughs> like, like Jabba wanted my head. What part of that were you like? like oh, what a idiot. good fun time! Ooh, you were the good old days. <laughs> That's actually kind of romantic. <laughs> right? Could it be like then I'd be going hanging out with like Luke and like doing some stupid shit. I wouldn't be to Castle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to relive the good old days, I'd take you on the Falcon and get swallowed by a space worm. <laughs> Right, like we would go on a vacation together. Like I don't understand. Where's three PO? Three <laughs> PO, we're going to the space worms. <laughs> oh my god, three PO tagging along on a spontaneous Han Leia right. vacation. Like, Han just Han just brings him to like relive the feeling, to, you know, of being constantly magic. interrupted by three PO. <laughs> yeah. So in the next chapter, Han starts a prison brawl. I love that we Padron just transitioned from an innuendo about C3PO walking in on Han and Leia to a prison brawl. Yeah. Han's total whiplash between all these chapters of this book, though. Yeah. Like it's rough, buddy. And it's this rough. set of chapters doesn't even have a Luke chapter. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh my god. So everyone gets in on it. No regrets. Like even when they get stunned and forced back into their cells. And Kip asks Han what set him off. And Han realized it was his sorrow turning into anger. And he explains that his kids were coming home today. Like Leia. He even remembers what day they were coming home. Leia, like how how, how can she you feel think... like a piece of shit for the rest of her life? Right, like Han, because he's like I, my kids are coming home and I'm not there with them. Like he's stuck in okay, he's stuck in a mine where like he can't even a see daylight mine. and he still fucking knows when they're coming home. Like he's like he's doing his damn best. He is doing his best. Um, I would also like a sleep generating field. Yeah, um, big mood. That sounds nice. I read that and I was like, I know this is a bad situation and everything, but I do want one of those. But if not in a prison cell, good. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Ugh, so we cut to Morph Duel. Ugh. And uh, he goes to hang out in the pitch black womb-like vault 
space process. Really just lots room. of wombs happening in Star Wars. So many wombs in the expanded universe. Uh, because it makes him feel powerful to remind him that he's enslaving his own naturally blind larva. It's fucked up. It's, it's so fucked, fucked up. up. Uh, blah 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 spice planets blah 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 they just have rill and kessel only has glitter stim which is very regulated by the empire which was very regulated by the empire and i the one thing i do like is that they call it the invisible market rather than a black market and like i honestly like that term better (laughs) it's more apt to what it is right yeah and uh dual is still worried after the call with Leia, uh, despite Scarecrow's reassurances, and he wishes he just killed Han. He then spots a near mature male and is like, oh, I gotta kill my own son. And that was it for that interlude. <laughs> uh, hate when that happens. <laughs> just when you gotta kill your own child. Fuck. Jesus. Um, it's got some dad issues happening in this story. Welcome to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I said that and I was just like, never mind. That's every Star Wars. In this every story Star Wars. in this franchise. Yeah. It's a Star yeah. Wars. Uh good dads in Star Wars are dead. So that's we need- really sad. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Okay, Din's yeah. still alive. Din don't 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 tempt fate. <laughs> don't leave that monkey finger curl. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Monkey finger curl. <laughs> don't. It's got to stay erect. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, no, stop, stop. <laughs> Keep your monkey finger erect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now we're going from that into I, we have to I talk have to about leave fat phobia. For at least a minute. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about fat phobia. Yeah. Don't worry about it. All right, so Boss Rogue. They keep calling him Lumpy and a variety of other things. And so once again, we need to talk about fat phobia in Star Wars and how when there are fat people, they are villains and they are described in painful detail about like, how disgusting and vile they are. And part of that is their body. Uh, and so Boss Rogue fucking sucks. Uh, but he doesn't fucking suck because he has a large body. <laughs> yeah. He fucking sucks because he works for a slaver. Um, yep. And uh, they, and like this was again, just like with Warlord Gabor, um, always being described as corpulent. Um, was like his main character trait uh, because everything else about Warlord Gabor was also very boring. Um, but they're Seriously. like, look, he's evil. He's corpulent. And it's like, fucking stop. Aaron, I love you. F in the chat, but like, don't. Um, <laughs> uh, and like most recently with that Bib Fortuna cameo oh boy. where in the behind the scenes, Filoni and Favreau acknowledged that they did it on purpose. They made him fat on purpose to show that his moral degradation. 
So, and they said it with their whole chest. Yeah, and they, they thought it this. was okay. And especially coming from Favreau, who is not a thin man, like what? No, Filoni got on camera and said, "Yeah, this is the intent." Totally fine. Right. And that was after we talked about it on uh, the Podrilorian. Yeah. And then people were flaming us about it. Yeah. About being like, you're thinking about this too much, blah, blah, blah. We were right. They intentionally did that. (laughs) We were thinking about the right amount. Yeah. Sorry. But like, we're right. You're wrong. Shut up. Um, But yeah, this is so for any writers, storytellers out there, visual artists, if all of your fat people in your stories, if there are any at all, which is a separate problem, if all of the fat people are evil, you are playing into fat phobia and you need to stop. Now, with that said, let's get back to the monkey paw. <laughs> oh, God. So, Roke explains that they lost a team in a new tunnel that possibly has one of the richest veins of spice and asked for four volunteers to go down with him and a guard. Han has a secret plan, I guess. And volunteers knowing that he's going to get voluntold anyway. And thankfully, Kip and Chewie understand and step up too. Um, and also a former guard, Clore, <laughs> will also go with them. Oh, Clore is so unpleasant to say. Yeah. I, reading it is one thing, but saying it out loud is another. So, so they, I sorry, I just looked down and I saw it just as this week, Teletubbies. Um, so <laughs> they, get, they get suited up and Clore is very nervous and the guard who's with them is very nervous. Han asks for some infrared gog- goggles, but Roke tells him, nah, they're expendable. And on the way down to the tunnels, Han explains that he thinks that there's a way out and that people aren't being killed down there in the tunnels and that it's all honeycomb tunnels and they probably found a way out. And that like the group turned a corner, found an exit, ganged up on the guard and killed them. And they like escaped. And Han is making so many assumptions. He's here. making a lot of assumptions there. There is nothing to even say that there is a way out from the to like what? Like the one thing Han is basing this on is that like spice has been smuggled out from the tunnels before. And that is the one thing he's like, yeah, there's probably an exit. No. Han, no. So Kip is down to try anything and Chewie's like, might as fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie's like, what What else do I have? Right. Like, what do I have to lose else. at this point? Yeah, like I have to go with you. So whatever. Uh, they eventually stop and Roke has Clore go ahead of him with Han, Kip, Chewie following behind, holding each other's waists. Han is trying hard to listen to understand what's going on in the surroundings around them. Roke is pleased that Spice is all around and forces them deeper. Han starts to hear a skittering. 
No, as soon as I read that, I was like, no, 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 no. We don't bring, there's no, no skittering, no scratch, scratch, nothing, nothing. No, I don't like the word skittering. I hate it. I hate it. I don't like what's happening here. It's fine. It's just one of Obi-Wan's exes. (laughs) 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 Just skidding around. Uh, Clor then screams and his scream like fades like he's being dragged away from them. Like, ah! And everyone's like, fuck. <laughs> Han tells Chewie and Kip to run while Roke is trying to cling to Han to save him. But Han yeets him off and runs too. Han steals the infrared goggles from the guard and leaves him for whatever it is to Naman and runs backwards because he still wants to see what it is. And we find out it's just fucking spider legs. Like, a spider, but all legs. Dozens all legs. of legs. Just lots of legs. Just legs. I'm not a fan of this. No, I, I hate this. hate, like, the part of spiders that I am afraid of, and I am deeply afraid it's, of spiders, is the legs. The legs are the, the worst legs. part. It's the legs. It's the, the legs, legs. Is the scary thing. It's the, the legs are the scary bit. It's like whenever it's the, the, the Grievous gets that... into his little, like, crawly it's, thing, uh, it's the legs. He has a little Grievous run, yeah. Legs. It's that they're Don't small. Don't call it a little Grievous run. <laughs> <laughs> It's that they're they're by your legs and they're skittering and it's scary because you have no control over it. Um, Han thoroughly nopes out of there and Chewie hauls them all into the minecart and has it returned to the muster room. They all agree it wasn't one of Han's best ideas. (laughs) Really now? What was the point of this chapter? There was none. No. There wasn't one. What is the point of this book? I feel like nothing yeah, is happening. I think every chapter that's happened so far, there's been no point to it. I mean, Luke had to do those two trials for Gantoris. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's about it. Those weren't even in this chapter. No, they were not. <laughs> that was in last week's. Yeah. All right. That was the Woo. end for the chapters this week. None of it mattered. Um, except, no. except Leia now knows that she was wrong, which is very important. Yeah. Glad you finally got there. Yeah, we got there, fam. Uh, oh, boy. Speaking of getting there, fam. Um, <laughs> We're not getting there. Last week, we asked... What Star Wars creature would you like to see in its gelatinous form? But as of the recording of this episode, no <laughs> listeners have heard that question yet. <laughs> My bad. Which means we can't read listener responses on this episode, but on the next episode, we will read two weeks worth of listeners. You know what? Responses. We could just look at this as we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> you we're know? planning ahead. We're planning. No, this is the op. No, this when you when you overload yourself with work, you did not plan ahead. <laughs> I don't want to hear that, Heath. I don't want to hear that <laughs> as someone yeah, who has neither so let much live, work to do. Let me live yeah. my dungeons. <laughs> let's not let's not let's not call the rest of us out here. I've, I'm going to order food. I have so much work to do, and I can't. All right, uh, but this week we'd like to talk about the Teletubbies. I think. <laughs> yes. What? Why are we yes. talking about Teletubbies? Oh my god, for good reason. For good- yeah, okay, so this week, reason. last week, we found <laughs> out wanna- that the Teletubbies, all four of them have been vaccinated for COVID-19. Good for them. Good for them. And we've also found out that, thankfully, uh, 
Nunu has also been vaccinated. Nunu is safe. That's good because Nunu sucks a lot of toast. Yeah, exactly. So the reason really we wanted to talk about this tonight is that the Teletubbies being vaccinated against COVID raises a lot of questions. <laughs> it raises so many questions. Can we take this in our continuity? With COVID happening, they have to be here right now on this earth. And we, we figured co- out that we all- coexist with the Teletubbies yeah. in the present day on this planet. And that the good, also, I think, good news is that they're all legal adults. They're all, they're all legal adults. Over 18. <laughs> they all believe in science. <laughs> My brain just go. <laughs> Never mind. My brain went somewhere that it shouldn't have gone with that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Exactly oh, no. So. I think given these implications, the question I wanted to ask this week is, assuming that the Teletubbies coexist with us on this planet at this precise moment in time, what would be the worst place to randomly run into a Teletubby? Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, I need to think, I do need, I genuinely need to think about this. I feel like I can come up with something really funny. Um, I think, I think it's like, you don't know until you see that Teletubby that you coexist with the Teletubbies. Right. I feel like Just when like... I had a uh, 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 heart surgery, that would probably be a bad place to run into a Teletubby. <laughs> like you get wheeled into the operating room you get... and you're and your surgeon is a Teletubby. No! Fucking surgeon is a Teletubby. Fucking surgeon is Tinky Winky. Being like, countdown from 100 <laughs> as they like put the gas mask on you. <laughs> The person putting your gas mask on is Tinky Winky. Tinky Winky's an anesthesiologist. <laughs> Listen, they all had to find new careers after the show went off air. <laughs> I can't believe Rogue Padron has produced the quote Tinky Winky is an anesthesiologist. <laughs> Who else would, honestly? It had to be us. I think. <laughs> I think for me, it would be, you know, you're on a plane and you're settled in <laughs> for like an overseas flight. So it's like nine plus hours, right? Mm-hmm. And you settle in and you know, you what seat what seat do you have? I'm in an I'm I mean, I'm I'm gonna be in an aisle or a window seat, but it doesn't really matter. Okay it's the whole experience um but like you're just sitting there and like i'm okay with flying but like i still don't love it right like you're still flying um and then you start taxiing like getting toward the runway and that's when like the captain comes on the comm and the captain is one of the teletubbies and you're (laughs) like let me off this fucking plane but then you take off and you're like they don't talk though. How would you know it was a Teletubby? No, they talk now. They have to. And they society. talk now. They have to. They do, don't society. they make like little yeah? Noise? They can say their names. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you just oh, yeah. know. So, <laughs> which is like that's what that's what people over the comms of airplanes sound like anyway. So it's yeah. just like. Oh, you just the, the flight attendant. The flight attendant opens the cockpit, and you just see the outline of the. Well, that's what. Thing. That's- well that's what like so you go through this flight like apprehensive the entire time you finally land and when you land <laughs> as you're dipsy, getting out that's when the, cap- the cockpit. that's when the cockpit doors open and they're like 
just like, like Dipsy. <laughs> Dipsy was my pilot. Like, I know American Airlines is like really short on pilots right now, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We had a tubby time on our airline. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they say that the... to me as I'm wheeled out of the operating room. <laughs> I think I think my answer would be at the funeral of a loved one. Oh my god! You would wonder for the rest of your life. How did they know that? How your loved one knew that Teletubby? <laughs> and that's disturbing. I think it would throw the whole vibe of the funeral because, <laughs> like. Imagine Why one of them. Teletubby in fucking morning clothes, like right, because they're still like they're in all black, but still that brightly colored fur. <laughs> yeah, just... and like whatever the, their symbol on the top yeah. of their head. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> You're in the hospital. You give him birth. The doctor comes in. <laughs> oh, this is already really bad. Oh no. I've been there. No, I've been in that room. No, the, the doctor cannot in be in that to room. To deliver the baby and it's fucking Nunu. <laughs> sucks it no. out. No. 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 It just no. sucks the baby no. out. No. 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 Sap, can I tell you where I thought you were going with this? Okay, where do you think I was going? I thought that you're, it was like you delivered your baby and like and it's a tummy. <laughs> then I was I was <laughs> tossing up between the two. You know, you're like with your your spouse or whatever, and you're holding hands, being like, "Childbirth is a miracle." And like the nurse comes back in and they hand you a baby. And it's a tummy. I was like, I was Lala. genuinely like torn between the two, and I wasn't sure which one was gonna come out until I said it. Just sucking up the baby, just being like. <laughs> well, now, now you can take. You now we saved all the placenta. You can take it home with you. Like... <laughs> can we please end this episode, Jesus Christ? <laughs> oh, okay. No, yep. some of us haven't. An- some of us have answered. Some of us have not. We've all answered. We've, We've all, all answered. answered. All right. Yeah. All right. That was the whole listeners. Day. Hit us up with your answers to this week's question at Rogue Podron on Twitter. Please Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. If you want to partake in Blobstacle Course shenanigans, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roguepodron. And you can subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcatchers. Uh, all of them. Who cares? You're listening to us already. Um, <laughs> all of them. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. Thank you. All right. We have a weird energy ending this. It's we've had a weird energy. It's an energy episode. ending this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. Um, next time, Jedi Academy trilogy, book one, Jedi Search, chapters twelve through fifteen. I hope that they are as good as these ones are. <laughs> I truly hope so. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out.
Pew, 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 pew,